Hello and welcome to the Knees Up by the Brown West Ham podcast. We are back and joining me, Chris Skoll, in the studio this week, we've got James Longman, who is also back. Hello. And we've got an extra special guest, but I'm really excited about having this man in the in the studio with us today from the Knees Up by the Brown forum. He's something of a forum legend. It's Chalks. Good evening. Thank you all. We've and been scouting him. We've been scouting him. Time. Now, I was He's just saying... Blowing us out. <laughs> I was just saying... <laughs> Just saying to Chooks before he came in here, I had a look at his. Uh, I think you worked for an estate agent, right? And it, yeah, amongst other things. Yeah, and we had a look on your uh, on your your website, and uh, the women you work with are <laughs> yes, really. Yeah, sad. I, I can't say too much because my wife is going to listen to this, but I would smash every single one of them and have tried. Fortunately, yeah, really we are something, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, no women listen to this podcast, so yeah. it's just a no, boys' club. Apart from my wife. <laughs> really? Once. <laughs> well, we're taking a gamble today. Welcome, Chalks. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to your debut. Um, so, what are we going to talk about this week? Let's talk about Billy Bonds, Harry Redknapp, Fallout, you know, professional shit stirrers that we are. In the Nationals. International, in the Nationals in the paper, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Carling Cup, good result of Burnley, Spurs away in the quarterfinal, that's exciting. We'll talk about the nil-nil with Villa. And then joining us on the show, Alan Devonshire. Well. Alan Devonshire in November. Wonderful. The king of the mullet. The king of attach in <laughs> November. Yeah. Before it was cool and trendy to do a moustache, Devo was out there. <laughs> <laughs> him, and John, him and John Walk. And he wasn't even raising money for charity. <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing it because he thought it was trendy. Uh, and then we'll go on to some Norwich predictions and wrap up. So that's how the show's going to sound like. So let's kick off and talk about... Billy Bonds episode. Well, Shulks, you listened to that episode, right? What I mean, what were your thoughts? Well, he is a legend, isn't he? Yeah. Um, everything he said is probably everything that we would have wanted him to have said. Yeah. You know, the stuff about Redknapp, we all knew. Lots of people know mm. more than others. Um, and he just summed it up. You know, he didn't go over the top. I think a lot of us maybe wanted him to come out and say... I'll fucking smash him if I see him. <laughs> um, and, we, and we all think he probably will, but the fact that he didn't Too actually far. say it, yeah. just it's just a mark for me, it's just a mark of that man. Yeah. Um, Redknapp has been mysteriously quiet. Mm. Um, probably absolutely shitting him. <laughs> yeah. And George, you yeah. met you met Billy Bonds recently, didn't I you? I did, I met him on Boxing Day last year. Thanks for the chat. I shouldn't have said anything, should I? You fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was getting some last minute shopping in. Um, you're going to say the last bit as well. Pa- the pound shop puzzle. Oh right. I um, yeah, I bumped into him outside W H Smiths in Bromley, and he was waiting outside, and it was just oh my god, it's Billy Bonds. Walked up to him, said hello, have a picture taken, have a little chat with him, um, and then followed him for half an hour. <laughs> He, he bought a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Um, what, what was the jigsaw puzzle? What was on it? Uh, it was trains. Oh. Yeah. Um, another another world exclusive. For, yeah, because I think he might have then been looking for a security guard, so yeah. I made a quick exit. <laughs> then saw him in um, in Marks and Spencer's about an hour later, purely by coincidence. Then saw him in his bedroom through the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the fact you man-marked Billy Bonds so for a yeah. shopping trip. And I got loosely. away with it. I got away with, got away with it. it. Yeah. Didn't get booked or anything. I only followed because you know for that split second I was just thinking of him as being Millwall (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah glad we didn't mention that in the interview Um, James we made national national news yeah Uh, it's great back of the mirror back page of the mirror Um, I think it was in the independent as well yep Uh, big piece in the daily mail 
Yeah, um, ha- has fame changed you? Yes. <laughs> got a lot more prostitutes now. <laughs> my, my, I, my, I couldn't yeah. afford them before. <laughs> the main difference is my prostitutes are now pretending I'm dead, which is the only difference in my life. But um, turn up with cocks. <laughs> <laughs> what strange life we lead. Uh, no, um, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And uh, it was a really lovely response for everyone, actually. Yeah, and I think he came across really well, and I, you know, I think it was amazing that he, he did all that for us. He came; we yeah. were the ones to get that exclusive. Yeah. And uh, I hope he was pleased with it. I doubt he. he I called yeah. him actually on the day and said it's in the papers, but it went straight to answer phone. So I, I suspect he was um, he was like out, out for the day. Yeah, but <laughs> or ignoring know. me. <laughs> take, take your pick. <laughs> um, but he got. I think he, he evened it up, and I think you know Harry Renner, that, that, that sort of art, that thing that Harry Renner said may have been may have been allowed to slide. But Billy Bonds went up there and fair played to him. He was like, "No, I'm not. I'm going to set the record straight. You're a you're a douchebag." And deal with it deal with it yeah yeah. I think it's brilliant yeah it's top man Billy Bonds uh, friend of the show um, let's talk about the Carling Cup now we've beaten Burnley massive Burnley away from home at Turf Moor uh, two penalties uh, They look like the, that looks like the only way we can score at the moment I think it's fair to say uh, Chalks happy yeah. with the result what do you think yeah um, forget the fact I stuck 20 quid on Burnley half time Burnley full time <laughs> <laughs> I thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, emotional I'm, hedge betting. Yeah, it was emotional hedge betting, and that, um, I don't ever bet against West Ham, and I certainly won't again. Mm. Um, I think it's a great result. You know, Burnley, top of the top of the league. Any team that we've had in the past, we would have just got turned over big time there. You know, mm. we would have been two or three down at half time, um, but we've got a different manager there. You know, I know a few people bang on about it, but we've got a manager there that doesn't roll over. Um, not so sure we'll do anything in the in the next round, but but I was really pleased with that result. Yeah, very pleased. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it was, it's, it's, that's a classic banana skin, isn't it? Where we go up to Burnley on a Tuesday night and get stuffed. Yeah, he loved it as well, though, didn't he? Yeah, you know, I mean, I forgot about the Blackburn connection, and he yep. was clearly getting a load of abuse. And when he did the crossed mm. hammers, and he was you know smiling away at the support. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it was interesting to hear that he uh, apparently said at half time, "Come on, people have paid a lot of money to yeah. be up here, really, yeah. and you're playing shit." Well, yeah. he took the army off as well, didn't he? Yeah. Apparently, like, and the army was dropped. Um, Saturday, against, yeah, Saturday. Mm. Um, so. Uh, well, a lot of people on on come were just saying that the army just strolled around for forty five minutes and thought we, you know, he didn't do anything and was embarrassing and and yeah. and as Yorkshire said, he's. He's old school manager, doesn't seem to take yeah. any any rubbish. He dropped yeah. him. Well, That's he did how it should work, year, really. didn't he? You know, against Chelsea, bought him on at half time. Everyone was a bit perplexed about why he dropped him. Bought him on at half time, and he was absolute world class in that second half. You mm. know, and it, he was instrumental in us winning it. Mm. Maybe there's a little bit of that in it. You know, yeah, pull your needs, finger out your ass, get on yeah, with it. Yeah, you know, you're not undroppable mm. because, as you say, he's an old school manager, and he's um, hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll pick up. Yeah. Um, and the draw's been made we've got Spurs away right that's an easy place they'll go when we've already done that 3-0 yeah, this season you know haven't we all absolutely slated it from <laughs> I, know. I know and a part of me when that draw came out thought oh no I've just been I've been oh. lording it up now yeah. and I hadn't think that this was going to happen and um, I think was it Andros Townsend who tweeted yeah he tweeted revenge, revenge. hashtag revenge oh god but it was um yeah, it's funny. All the Spurs fans came out of the woodwork. We kept very quiet. Suddenly, yes, yeah. it's yeah. time. It's so. Yeah. And I said rematch. to, it's funny because I was, I was, Ben Shepherd was doing a draw, and I said, "Come on, mate." 
warm those balls. <laughs> it was a good draw. And out it pulled Spurs just away. Just at home. Just everything at home. The thing is, at the time, away. weren't they? You know, it was that the penalty shootout. So all of a sudden, you know, we all wanted Hull to win on penalties anyway. Hmm. But all of a sudden, it was absolutely vital. <laughs> fucking penalties because we... Yeah. This is West Ham. Yeah. You know, we we don't win at places like Tottenham very often. No. Nineteen sixty six. Someone said on the website today was What's the it? last time we won away at White Hart Lane in succession. Oh my god! <laughs> this is. But they are made to be records are made to be broken. <laughs> if we do, aren't we going to really lord it? Well, uh, the allocation is four and a half thousand, which is much more than the league. That's going to be yeah. chaos. I know. Are you going to go? I think I'm going to. I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. Like it was so good. The three 0 was so good. It was so yeah, good. Again, it's like and it was such a great atmosphere. And four, you know, it's gonna be brilliant. It's gonna be. Who knows? Yeah. As we just said, we would have got turned over at Burnley. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. This isn't. You know, this isn't the Glen Road of West Ham. This isn't yeah. the Avram Khan West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is. This, this is, is a different West Ham. This is the Big Sam. Yeah. And quarterfinals. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe we'll get to semi-final and field an ineligible player, and then we have it. more you me. Records are there to be broken. Um, um, yeah, it's it's fun actually because you you think about uh, they'll be up for it, Townsend and that, but like the Nolans of this world, they're going to be up for it. Let's not forget yeah, they're yeah, big. Yeah. They're, you know, they know those Game derbies. Players. They know what it means, and they'll get up on it. But they'll I, get up for it. I wonder what kind of team we're going to feel because the team against Burnley wasn't the, we didn't feel the strongest by any any stretch. Like we had Pelly Ruddock in there, and Neil Matt Ruddock. Taylor. Hasn't he already said that he's going to? He's stick with the kids. Really? I think so, yeah. Mm. They all See, did. Spurs didn't put... The, I didn't think Spurs' team was that weak. And so I think with them, I suppose it might depend, you know, what their Europa shite league yeah. things are, either, yep. either side. Yeah. And as to whether, you know, they... Um, how strong they go I hope they go out really strong mm. I think isn't it, isn't it like the 18th of December the game or something like that yeah, and I, mean, I think I think by then the Euros the, Euro, the, the Europa thing crap thing is dead by then it's, so it could be a worrying sign for us who knows but the kids did good as well didn't they yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah we should talk about fair. that and then minute. Pelly Ruddock was man of the match or was he yeah. oh, he got man of the match and yeah, uh, Leo Chambers another good game mm. so it sounds like um those youths are doing alright yeah um, you just want to see them give them a bit more of a chance but you know in this day and age as we all know it's all about staying in the big money league yeah um, and these kids don't tend to get given a chance Allardyce seem, does seem to be one of the ones I suppose that that will try to, to drag them through and I suppose when you've got as little money as we have mm. Um, you've got to it's just a shame one of them isn't a striker yeah. <laughs> um, out in Colchester yeah I was about to say he scored yeah. the weekend yeah but doesn't he look like a wide boy he looks like he's just <laughs> yes. you know, he's, he's someone's mate that's, that's been given a game you know yeah. clearly looks like he likes a burger <laughs> and just get on see how you do yeah it's just strange you know usually even even at our age or my age you still recognise players. Mm. You know, when you're a kid, everyone's idolised. Yeah. But he could walk past in the street and you think, no. Yeah, well, yeah don't boy. look at it. It's because yeah. he looks like Towie, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he he's got yeah. a touch of Towie about him. Yeah, yeah. Those baseball You need caps. him to look like Shamak. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's firing on all cylinders, isn't he, down at Palace? Cool. 
brilliant. All right, uh, um, and that was James's player of last season, Marianne Shemak. It's worth mentioning that as well. So I thought in his debut he got unnecessary <laughs> criticism. Was that that was f- uh, Fuller? Was it Fuller at home? No, no QPR, QPR. QPR wasn't it? Yeah, the one. I thought we played well when he. Yeah. Thank oh you. Oh my yeah. god. He won two headers. He won two headers, <laughs> and then <laughs> this, this conversation not making the cut. I can't. No, have no, and what's his <laughs> also came on as my other one that match wasn't it um, oh, Pogates uh, yeah Pogates he yeah. won a really good Awful. header at the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only judge it on headers if you win a header yeah, you play yeah. God he looks alright um, okay let's talk about uh, Saturday's result nil nil with Villa um I don't know how I feel about it. It, it. When we nearly lost it, we nearly threw it away. We had a lot of possession. We got great balls in the box, but no one's there to finish them. Uh, Chalks, what was your take on Saturday's game? Um, I think we all expected a goalless draw, didn't we? Mm. Um, but I think that I also think that we're coming under a lot of unfair criticism um, because we are actually playing some good football. Mm. We are creating chances. Yeah, there isn't somebody there to put the ball in the back of the net. We, a lot of people were blaming Allardyce for for spunking everything on one, you know, one striker um, and getting downing in. But we are creating the chances. We need Nolan to. I think Nolan needs one to go in off his backside. Yeah. Because mm. if he'd have if he'd have got a goal in his last game, I've got no doubt. So that chance he had that he that he just fired wide. Yeah. He would have buried it. Mm. Um. So. I think it's a good point. It, it, they haven't gained anything. Mm. You know, they haven't moved away from us. They're going to be one of those sides down the bottom. Um, we just need, as I say, I think we just need someone to get one in off their backside, yeah. and we'll be flying. Mm. Yeah, we say. I mean, even in that Spurs thing, I'm actually Nolan nearly stopped our goal, didn't they? <laughs> Cleared it off the yeah. Winston Reed. Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. he's just not having the rubber the green no. there with with all of that and uh, yeah. you know he could, he should have scored against Tottenham with that nice little free kick and he should have yeah. scored mm. should have scored on Saturday or at great, least he had a target but that was a great piece of skill with a free kick you know but people as you say there you know should have scored against Tottenham mm. it's a great bit of skill mm. and he, for me he, he's getting a lot of unfair criticism people saying he's too lazy Mm, I totally disagree with that I think he's got a great work rate and I think you know he does a lot of work for the team that goes a little bit unnoticed really he's He's a clever player yeah Mm. Um, some people don't like it because he's not he's not West Ham you know he's um, he's a scouser if he was if he was from Plaster he wouldn't get the sort of stick he gets yeah yeah I thought it's funny actually because I thought in the second half he played a lot better than he did in the first half and I thought that uh, Morrison faded out of the game yeah. and yet generally people are going game, yeah. well no I just thought he faded I don't think he had a bad game I just think he faded out and then and Nolan came into it more mm. um, but you, you notice the criticism is of Nolan because everyone expects so much more yeah, from him. yeah exactly yeah. because because we've all seen him doing it for years because he used to do it every time he played at Bloody Upton Park against us Yeah, yeah. you know you do that fucking horrible dance <laughs> which we all love <laughs> yeah. you know? and my son does yeah. it every Sunday when he scores <laughs> goals and I high five him when he runs past <laughs> yeah you're but endorsing Nolan yeah. used to do it against us and yeah. wants to shoot scream him. murder yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, someone who made the papers recently because he had the th- he's uh, third on the player midfielders who create the most goal scoring opportunities. Mark Noble, um, and he seems to be getting a lot of press. There's kind of a, mm. there seems to be a bit of a movement now to get him in the England team. It's about time, isn't it? Yeah, I think he deserves his chance. James, what do you think? Well, he's you know he's developed so so mm. much, isn't he? From a, a, from kind of what Chalk says, from a guy who was just West Ham, so he, he got a lot more credit mm. <laughs> to yeah. suddenly a player yeah. that's he's creating everything for us, and so he's, he's you know he's, he's storming it. That if he wasn't West Ham, 
he would have had the credit yeah yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. it's a strange it's, it's strange football's a funny old game isn't it mm. yeah. but he's uh, yeah he's having a stormer yeah um, and lastly on attacking options um, so we've had quite a f- we haven't scored <laughs> quite one. a few times <laughs> um, so I mean I guess we just all can't wait for Andy Cowell to get back yeah it, do- um, it doesn't look like we're going to score from any other striker you know if you look at it I was talking to a mate today um, and he's the most pessimistic bugger on the planet mm. he's, he's been a well he's been a season ticket holder for 30 years so he's got every <laughs> right to be but he was saying put Carroll in that side we've we've almost got almost uh, a Champions League defence mm. put Carroll in that side with the chances that are created and those crosses that are going in and, and the general team play and we could have you know a top four or five team there mm. We just need to hang on in there, I think, until he until he is fit. Yeah. If he's fit, we don't. Nobody really knows what's going on. You hear all the silly rumours. It's all a load of old tosh. Mm. I personally think that that the club are just trying to make sure that when he comes back, there is absolutely no way on this planet he's going to break down. Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot more cautious this They've time got around. To be. Word on the street was that they rushed him back last time. That's I what I heard. Yeah, I heard that an injection was chucked in the back of his foot to yeah. get him playing. <laughs> first training session jumps up and it's yeah, gone. gone but again it's just rumours and mm. you know we're in the Twitter age where there's all sorts of rubbish that goes around I mm. mean I've Christ I've fucking started loads of it <laughs> <laughs> me and Britney Spears <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Aguilera <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah I think that uh, it'll come I'm, I feel quite confident this season even though we're not scoring and in fact what made me laugh today was so when Monday morning I thought oh god all the headlines are going to be about us not being able to score and yeah. actually it's all about Villa not being able to score because <laughs> they haven't scored yeah. in like almost 400 yeah. minutes really? <laughs> it's the wrong way round yeah. yeah you know and I thought as well I mean it was a typical kind of West Ham match that we could throw away we were, we were pressing them well we had a lot of possession but they just had that one shot was it Benteke who hit the yeah. bar yeah hit the bar and, then and it just, you just thought oh it, typical West Ham yeah. but we, we, we got away with it a bit there yeah um but they always kind of have one chance on there, and that was kind of their chance. And yeah. we had a few more, probably. But yeah, yeah, hey. it's not going in. Onwards and upwards. Yeah. So, Chalks, let's talk a little bit about your uh, storied career supporting West Ham. Um, your first game. First game was Swansea at home, nineteen eighty-one, on yeah. the North Bank, one all. Yeah. One 0 down. Yeah. Uh, drew one all. Can't remember who scored. Um, can remember thinking that the chanting that I heard was just the best thing ever <laughs> and it was actually just uh, um, who are you yeah you're <laughs> shit and you know you are yeah. when you hear that when you're yeah. 11 it's yeah. Just like, oh, like, yeah I'm having that this banter's incredible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm having some yeah. of this um, and on this side that day would have been Alan Devonshire I think we were saying earlier yeah. so what are your memories of like watching Alan Devonshire in the uh, 70s and 80s just, just and... excitement when he got the ball mm. you know I think the game that sticks out for most people of my my age group would probably be Chelsea away. The visit four nil. The, yeah. the McAllen. You know, he scored a goal there. It was oh. just just fantastic. On the you know. Yeah. And a play. This I, I know I say that phrase a lot this day and age, but there aren't many that could of his type of player that could play on a shit pitch like that mm. and actually make it look like he was playing on a snooker table, and that's what he was capable of doing. You know, and in that game, the goal he was dribbling around. Yeah. Play, you know, the, that was a mud heap. And Chelsea's ground then was renowned as being a muddy. Yeah. Tufton Park was. Mm. Um, you you get these players now. I think they'd all struggle to 
do what he did. Yeah, to do mm. what he did on pitches like that. If you gave him a pitch now, mm. different different class. Yeah, different class. It's funny what you're saying about that muddy pitch. I mean, I was watching highlights of that game recently because this interview, and uh, they're all wearing those white kits. And then by the end of the game, I think because Devonshire yeah. scores like they're just covered in mud. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Devonshire's goal, I think he takes it past a couple of players and smashes it in from like yeah. thirty yards yeah. or something. Uh, incredible player. Yeah. Um, what are your memories of the '86 season? Um, just, I suppose, just pride, really. You know, mm. I was 16 then, um, and I was I was a Beckenham boy. Um, so most of them then were Liverpool supporters. You know, no one was really London. Mm. Uh, just all glory hunters. Um, <laughs> a few Arsenal. Yeah. Most yeah, but mostly Liverpool. And all of a sudden, this you know, I used to get slated at school um, for being a hammer. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, we were that decent, team. Yeah. yeah, we were a decent team. Mm. Um, it was just so close. Mm. Just so yeah. close. Um, just brilliant. Just brilliant football week after week. Yeah. I mean, that was when there was the uh, there was a TV ban, wasn't there? Which is typical West Ham. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, no fucking match of the day, and West Ham are third in the bloody league. Yeah. And we also got banned from Europe as well, yeah. didn't we? So we kind of yeah, the highlight really was McAvenny and Wogan. <laughs> you know, that was all the end of season DVD yeah. was. Yeah, anyone that didn't go to West Ham, the only yeah. time they ever saw him was on bloody Wogan. <laughs> so. I do have the uh, VHS the eighty five eighty six. Yeah, I do. A so. massive case. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember getting for that following Christmas. Yeah, mm. he was signed as a midfielder. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't a centre forward. Yeah. Just crazy. So, who have we got? Um, <laughs> so, quick, a few quick points now. What do you think of Big Sam? I think he's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm. I hated him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and I, that's a strong word. But he was one of these people in football that was just like the antichrist. Yeah. And um, whenever he brought his team to Upton Park, I'd stand there as up the junction. I'll tell you, we went to a West Ham Blackburn game one night, and I had him in tears of laughter where I was up slating Allardyce, <laughs> and Allardyce clocked me and was giving me the daggers and. Now I just want to hold him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just fall asleep in his arms. But you know, follow him home. Done, <laughs> you know, the way he's turned us around mm. and people criticise him. I think they're having a laugh. You yeah. know, he took over a club. We were in to say disarray would be an understatement. Mm. You know, we'd just come out, come away from having Avram Khan, yeah. who was just just a joke. Mm. Yeah, and we'd gone down. I know. You know, we all know the story. But the way he turned the club around and got us back up, I know we sneaked through through the mm. playoffs, but we only missed out on automatic promotion by three points, mm. which was ironically that little run of games that we, we suddenly like drew runs, those, yeah. Yeah, those home home games. Yeah, mm. and he needed to turn one of them into a win. Yeah, um, I I hope he's there for years to come. I don't think he will be because of his age, but <laughs> I, I I'd like him to be there for the next for the next five or six years, and I'd like to see Nolan. Go into go in, yeah. Allardyce move up because I think Nolan's got everything about him to be a top top manager, yeah. and I'd like him to do it at West Ham. Yeah, and I think he could continue what you know the work that Allardyce has been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what about the Olympic Stadium? We have to do it, don't we? Yeah. Um, we've all got um, we've all got reasons why we don't want to. You know, I stand there at Upton Park, and every time I'm in there, I'm thinking about somebody that. Um, morbid but I'm always in this thing about somebody that I used to go with that isn't around anymore mm, yep. um, not that they're dead just that they got fucked off at West Ham <laughs> let's, let's put it's, Chelsea now yeah, exactly, yeah, they're stuck in the district the line <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've all got those memories yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but you have to move on don't you yeah um look what it's done for uh, man city you know moving to a moving to a bigger stadium i'd say look what it's done to arsenal but it really hasn't done too much for them at the moment mm. but you have to move with the times and there's you'd think that there's a very very good chance once we've moved there that we could actually <coughs> become what we've Massive. all wanted us to become yeah. since we were little kids yeah you know since we were liking that team because of their colours or whatever mm. reason we liked them um, you know 80% of West Ham fans love West Ham because it's been through their parents been through the family been where they grew up but for a lot of us it's just it's silly little reasons there's a 10 year old liking the colours mm. and then and everyone's slagging them off and thinking well fuck you lot you know I'm going to support West Ham mm. Um, so for that, for for us, for that group of people, I'd like to see us move in there, do well, become one of the top teams in Europe. Maybe win a trophy in our lifetime. That'd It'd be, nice. be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bring back the Simog Cup. <laughs> Into Toto. Yeah, yeah, we won. Still it. current champions, yeah. aren't we? Still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated Into Toto. Yeah. <laughs> So joining us on the show now, we have a maverick mid- midfielder and an ever-present in the side from 76 through to 1990. He was in the starting 11 in the FA Cup final against Arsenal in 1980. He's a member of the legendary side of 86 and now manager of Braintree Town. Big welcome to the show, Alan Devonshire. How you doing? Excellent. Great to have you on. We were just talking here because um, we were discuss- We asked a few West Ham fans if they had any questions for you and, and someone mentioned that they weren't sure whether your nickname was Devo or Devo. I'm not sure on that one really to be fair lots of things call me Devo, Devo and Dev so I don't mind a few players a few others as well so <laughs> <laughs> We were just um, we were just talking about your. We were saying you've scored so many great goals, and we were talking about that one you scored against uh, Chelsea in '86 uh, when we won four 0 What's up? What do you? What would you say was your best goal? Best goal. Um, I scored one at Wrexham, um, where Parks just threw the ball out for me on the edge of the box, and I went a length of the pitch, and no one else touching it. Man, a keeper at the other end. Um, but I don't think it was ever tele- televised. Um, that's probably my best goal but the one that's probably that stick with me will always be the semi-final goal at Ellen Road oh of course yeah um, you know the goal there so it's such a you know big game and that so uh, that's probably the one the Chelsea one was was okay it was more of a fluke I think <laughs> so, no <laughs> <laughs> um, well, going back to that kind of 86 season we had a, a question in from a fan called Estuary he wanted to know at what point in, the, in that season did you think that uh, it might end really successfully was it clear that it was all coming together I think probably after the, the first seven or eight games uh, we knew we had a good balance about us and we had a strong side um, and we kind of gelled, you know, straight from the off. We had a bad start in the first seven games. It weren't great. But then after that, we knew that we were a strong side. Mm. And most of the teams we played, you know, I said we were the best side in the league and we should have won it, really. We should have won it. And it's probably the first seven games. I think we only won, won out the first seven of that season. Um, and that's probably the cost of the league. Mm. Is there one match you, in particular, you look back at and think, oh, we could have won that match and it, the points would have been made up? I think you can look at a lot of matches and, mm. and say that, you know, but, you know, you don't look at the ones maybe where you nick, nick to victory sometimes, you know. We just thought we were a very strong side and uh, it was going, you know, we were going to places like Man U, like knowing we were going to win the game. It was, it was wow. a great feeling, mm. you know, that we had such a, a strong team, you know. How gutting is it to look back and think how close we were? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's probably not going to happen in our lifetime, West Ham winning a league unless they get some... <laughs> 
Russian billionaire coming in the Olympic Stadium and, and, and spending loads of money, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it's gutted because, you know, um, you know, to think people look at us and, and go, you know, what a great team it was and look, we only finished third. Mm, yeah. you know, it'd be nice to say, yeah, what a great team it was finishing first, you know. Yeah. Mm. We had a question from Arhul who wanted to know who you thought was the better side, the 81 side or the 86 side? Um, it's hard to really, to, to, you know, to compare the sides. Um, there's different strengths around. I, I suppose in the league, I suppose you've got to go to the 85, 86 side. Mm. Um, just because of the balance we had and it, we had quite a settled side all, all the time. But the 81 side was a really good top side as well, you know, there's some great players in that. So mm. I'm just privileged to be, you know, to be around in both, you know. Who was the best yeah. player you played with? Best player I played with? Um, I suppose I've got to really say Trevor and, and Bonzo. I have to say the two mm. of them because they're totally different. But um, Trevor, we just had an understanding. It's not something that we worked on. It just, just happened maybe the same wavelength, you know, brain-wise when you're playing. But... Uh, you know, you know, to know that what the player was going to do, which Trevor, you knew what he was going to do, he wasn't the quickest, but people couldn't stop him from doing it. So that shows you what a great mm-hmm. player he was. And Bonzo, just for his actual 110% every game he played, every training session, he was just fantastic to be around. It was like, it was, when I first got in the side, it was like having a dad look after me, you know. Bonzo used to, if someone kicked me, Bonzo would be straight over there and like protecting me, which is, which is fantastic, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> and I guess um, the '86 season started with uh, Sir Trevor Brooking retiring, and then you had B- Billy Bonds was out for the whole season. So it wasn't. It mustn't have been the best start. Were you were you worried before the season started? Well, I was actually out eighteen months <clears throat> before <throat> that. Um, I got injured uh, January '84 when I smashed all my knee ligaments. Um, I snapped both cruciate yeah. and um, medial. So I had a reconstruction, and that was my first season back, the 85 86 right. season, and being out near enough 18 months. So, um, and I know Trevor packed up because of my injury as well, you know. Um, so, you know, for me to come back and play, I think I, played, I only missed about three games that season. With my bad knee, I was quite delighted with that, you know. Mm, absolutely. We had um, one question in from Sean Jackson. I know we're in November at the moment. He wanted to know why you got rid of that famous tash of yours. <laughs> it's called it's called growing it's growing growing old gracefully really it started to go really grey it started just the end of the day my daughter, my daughter um, when I shaved it off my daughter didn't come near me for a week so it's quite strange but uh, no, it's just because it was going grey, really, and that. And it's just <laughs> we thought we thought you might bring it back for November. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're saying that sometimes. Uh, I remember there was a fancy dress party and. Uh, at Hampton when I was there, there and a lot of the lads and my daughter actually dressed up as me <laughs> which was quite funny we, we were thinking about other I might, fam- I might have to get the wig out one day <laughs> we, were, we were thinking about other famous tashes actually and John Walk had one to rival yours I thought mm. <laughs> yeah there was a few there was a few uh, John Walk was mm. uh, lad but it, was, it actually was, it, was funny because it was actually when I was injured um, and I was out for about a year and it was, um, now we have a Kempis background. Actually, I got it from. Actually, it wasn't like Tegan or nothing like that. I saw him play and that, and I thought my hair was growing long anyway. And I just thought oh, I'll have a little perm, <laughs> and we pack and all that. Looks a bit like a musketeer. So yeah, 
<laughs> and to be fair, when you look look at the pictures throughout your career, you stuck with that look uh, through thick and thin, really. You had a good 10 years no, of that. Yeah, we had a one question from Gaza Laws. He wanted to know, there's this myth that um, you were a forklift truck driver when John Lyle signed you. Is that true or is that a myth? I used to drive a little truck, yeah. It wasn't a, a forklift, but it was called a forklift then, but it was quite a small one. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I did. I did at Hoover's. I'd actually done that for a year before actually signed professionals to West Ham, yeah. Yeah, I was doing that as a job, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, that, is, that is true. <laughs> so that must have been a bit of a shock going from driving that around to playing at Upton Park. and. Well, it all happened so quick. It was, um, you know, three weeks, really, after I'd signed for West Ham. I was in the first team. Wow. Mm. Quite unheard of, really, because you know I was, you know, I was played a few games for reserves and then uh, had a few injuries and I got chucked in, which you can't all really come out of the blue, you know. So mm. yeah, it happens so quick. Yeah, I and mean, speaking when you got in the team, um, Pink Palermo wants to know that did you ever feel embarrassed making good players look like pub players when you just flew past them so effortlessly? <laughs> it was just uh, you know people say to me in that, but. I found it easier, mm. you know, when I was playing non-league and that, people used to kick you and the referees <laughs> weren't that great and yeah. I'd stub marks down the back of my legs and <laughs> that, but then suddenly you're playing on, oh, well, I was going to say great pitches, but they were better pitches what I was used to playing on, mm. and it just, just come natural, it, it wasn't something, I, you know, I could really say why I'd done it and or how I'd done it, it just come natural, but I wanted to drift past people and dribble past people, that was my game. Mm. Alan, it's Chalks. Hi. How did you make it seem so easy to play on pitches of mud? <laughs> um, you know, when you look at the pitches now and you look at you look at players of your type that make it look so easy now, I can't imagine that one of them would be able to play on the mud heaps that you made, whether you graced. Yeah, I don't, you know, I look at it now and, and, and I get a bit missed around. Dribbling now should be encouraged even more now than it was 20 years ago because yeah. the pitches are so good, they can only kick you now twice. <laughs> you know, I, knew, I knew I'd get kicked straight from the kickoff. I used to say to the lads, "Give me the ball." I know they're going to he's going to put me in the stand. But <laughs> I was I was quite. There's not a lot of me at that time, but I it, I knew if people were kicking me that I was playing well. Mm. You know, so and it's just it's just something I love doing. I love playing football. That is a simple art of it. I love going in training. Mm. I love playing. I love playing at Upton Park. Um, and for the fans, the atmosphere there is unbelievable. And uh, it's just, I love playing football, and that's the bottom line, you know. I love every minute of it, of it when I play. Yeah. We, we had Billy Bonds on a couple of weeks ago, and he said that after he stopped playing, he didn't like going to go, didn't like going back to Upton Park. Do, do you go back yourself? Uh, no, I didn't go back for, for a very long time. Uh, yeah. But that was something, nothing to do with the fact, it's something that uh, I weren't happy with mm. when the club done. So. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that, but I didn't go back for about 15 years. Wow. And have you, so you've been back recently? Yeah, I go back now. It's, it, I've, I've gone back now and everything's fine. And, uh, um, you know, I go when, you know, I'm working at Braintree. So uh, when it's a midweek game or it's a Sunday game, mm. then then I'll go. Um, I don't go as much as I'd like to, but it's only because I'm working at Braintree. Yeah, sure. And you're doing quite well there now. Um, you 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 did you did well previously at Hampton and Richmond, and now you've gone on to Braintree. And I think you're just outside the playoffs at the moment. Is your ultimate ambition to maybe one day manage West Ham? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, 
Um, listen, at the end of the day, I'm too old now. I'm 57, mm. so it would have been something that I would love to have done. You know, helped out in the scouting or coaching. Um, but it's, that's gone now. But uh, I love the club, and mm. uh, and I just wish them well. And I just want them to win something for the fans. Really, that's that's all I want to do. Uh, get into Europe or something like that. Win a cup. Mm. Um, you know, because the, the fans deserve that. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So, who who was like your big influences as manager? So, and, and it was how was was John Lyle John Lyle a big influence on your management style? Yeah, he's massive. He's massive. He's mm. just just the way he he spoke to you and uh, and that you know every Monday after a game I used to always spend ten fifteen minutes with John just talking about the game on mm. on Saturday. You know, you know what I could have done better and all that. And he'd tell me and. And that went on for years, you know, um, and I learned a lot from John. And he was a, you know, he should have managed England, to be fair. Mm. He was being perfect for it. Yeah, <clears throat> and following on from John Lyle was Lou Macari. Now, um, there's all these rumours that maybe the players didn't like him. How how much truth is in that? Well, I hated him as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, it was um, it was just a culture shock. It was I I. I I said I smashed my knee up um, in '84, and uh, I could only train properly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I had to rest up my knee because it was it wouldn't be if I trained Thursday and Friday, then I wouldn't be able to play on a Saturday. Mm. And he come in and he wanted me to run on a Friday, and I just said well, I can't. If I run on a Friday, I can't, you know, be out to play. Mm. Um, and he, you know, he said he's going to sack me. I said, well, go on then, sack me then. <laughs> there's lots mm. of things, you know, and just, you know, there's no understanding about it, you know, because I think he was one of these players that when he played, he had to run every day, he had to do things every day, but everyone's different, you know, and mm. you've got to know, you know, to get the best out of players, you've got to get inside their heads and their minds, and uh, that was something that John was great about, but Lou McCarry didn't have a clue about. Mm. So were you were you there when he left the club and Billy Bonds came in? I left then. I decided to to leave. Then I went there the year at Watford. I just felt you know it, I needed to get away for Bonzo. It was, it was unfair to me to kind of Bonzo put the pressure on maybe to re-sign me. So mm. I decided just really to to give it a break. Then you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what and um, what, what did you make of? I mean, did you ever hear any stories of Billy Bond's management style? Did everyone? Because I mean, Harry Redknapp was in the in the press last week saying the place was something of a shambles. Is is that what you heard? Or would... I, I don't know. I, I, mm. Listen, at the end of the day, Bonzo, you know, is one person um, as a man and that as a player. I'll always have the utmost respect for. So uh, mm. I would not say nothing against Bonzo because all I've got is. Uh, great things about Billy so uh, I think the world of him so yeah it's just a shame everyone's not like that isn't it <clears throat> well yeah it's alright people talking behind people when mm. they've left things you know that's, I'm one of these that say when it happens it's like someone's face you know yeah absolutely um, so I mean what what were your initial thoughts when you saw like Harry Redknapp saying that stuff in his book is it well it's the first time I've heard about it mm. to be fair but he's telling me now so uh, oh right okay you know, so um, I just look at it and, 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 and say, there's a, I think there's a lot more, it goes deeper than that between Billy and, and Harry, mm. I think. So uh, um, I'll let them deal with it. Yeah. Alan, your, um, your managing style now, is it? Do you, do you kind of base it on mainly what you learned from John Lyle? Or, you know, how, how have you developed it over the years? Is it, is it harder than you think managing? Harder than you thought it would be rather than... It's, it's 
like anything. It's like any job you do. It's as hard as you want to make it. You know, all I all I found out is I love doing what I'm doing. Mm. I love football. Um, yeah, there's good times and bad times in it, but at the end of the day, the only pressure that you're going to put on it is what you put on yourself. Mm. You know, I was privileged to play football and people keep saying to me, oh, it's pressure in front of people. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Playing in front of people, cheering and maybe giving a stick or whatever, but, it's, you know, being a footballer and being involved in football is a privilege. Mm. And it's the best job in the world. Yeah. And people should appreciate that and get on with it and uh, realise how lucky they are. Yeah, it's nice to hear that actually because there is always quite a lot of negativity from uh, from it. So it's nice to hear that, that someone say actually enjoy doing it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, well, I love, love it. You know, just you know, going, maybe I appreciate it more because I worked for eighteen months before I was a professional. Mm. And so I know what it's like to get up at you know early in the morning and get home late at night. So maybe I was you know appreciate it a little bit more than some people now. So. Mm. And um, just a quick final question on your old stomping ground, uh, the place you kind of made your own, Upton Park. We're just a few years now from that being um, kind of done away with and West Ham will move to the Olympic Stadium. Are you sad to see Upton Park go and are you looking forward to the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, I'm very sad to see it go. You know, mm. it's, um, you know I played there for so long and, and fantastic memories there. And I still believe that the night games, the atmosphere at night games, midweek games were unbelievable at Upton Park. Mm. Uh, I will miss it, you know, massive. But club has to move on, and uh, Olympic Stadium. Hopefully, there's fantastic memories in many years to come at the Olympic Stadium. I wish West Ham all the best there. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to throw in one more question. So, the current team, you know, when you do, you like seeing the likes of uh, Morrison in there with a bit of skill and running at the players? I bet, I bet, being a a flair player yourself, you love seeing a little bit of that. I like to see more of it. To be fair. Um, I watch the Premiership games and, and, and I get bored sometimes watching it. You know, I looked at a few of the games, you know, Everton, Tottenham, and you want to see shots, you want to see attacking players, flair players more. And to be fair, I enjoy watching the Spanish football a little bit more mm. um, because they seem more attacking-minded than, than the Premiership nowadays. And yeah, I, I want to be entertained. I don't want to, you know, people passing the ball back in the square. And that, you know, you pass for a purpose to... Attack, you know, the team as quick as possible. If you can get at their back four, you're going to score. And uh, I just feel the, the game. They keep saying the game's quicker and all that. And basically, I think it's a myth. <laughs> um, mm. A total myth. It looks quicker maybe because the pitches are so nice now and all that. You know, mm. but um, there's no way they are fitter than we were 20 years ago. I'm, uh, I just I won't anyone tell me differently because. All I'd say to you is if the game is so quick or quick that you've got someone of 40 playing in the Premiership. <laughs> That's all my answer would be. If the game's supposed to be quicker, surely, mm. you know, as good as Ryan Giggs is, he ain't going to get quicker in his 30s than he mm. was when he was in his 20s. Yeah. 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 Mind you, having said that, it wasn't Billy Bonds playing until he was 41, 42. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's mm. just people looking up, but it's a touch that gives you time. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't matter how quick you are to play against Olympic Christie. Mm. Uh, when he was an Olympic champion, he wouldn't get the ball off me because 
come to me, I'll just pop the ball around him. So mm. it's not about athletes and that, you know, it's about yeah. brain and being you know, able to play the game properly. Yeah. So what I would love to have seen that you you going past him for Christie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better not tell you what he might have stopped me with. <laughs> He's a big boy. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a final question to that of interest. When you go when you go around Upton Park, do you get recognised? Because obviously you had such a distinctive look in the eighties, and now you like you look totally different. Do, do, can you walk around unnoticed? Sometimes I can. It's funny because I think I think because of like I didn't go back for fifteen years or for yeah. a long time, and people lose what you look like. You know, you change, you change, you get older. Yeah. But I must admit, I have changed. My hair's gone and my tash is gone. <laughs> Put on a few pounds. Um, but yeah, listen, it's great. Sometimes you don't want to be recognised. Sometimes you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially at a night a night out, not before. But <laughs> no, listen, listen. At the end of the day, the, the fans have been brilliant for me over the years, and uh, all I've ever had is, is, is nice things said to me, and mm. always talking about football. You know, when I played, and that means a lot to me. You know, that's a that makes it all worthwhile. You know. Yeah. Well, you've you've given us so many fantastic memories, and uh, thanks for coming on. And lastly, good luck with Braintree Challenge. Yeah, good luck for the season. You're in a fantastic yeah, position. Yeah, thanks, and, uh, guys. Hope it ends thanks, successful. Thanks, guys. All the best. Yeah, take Cheers. care. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much, Alan Devonshire. Wow. Um, Chalks, what do you? What were your kind of thoughts on that? Um, everything he said, you know, he's he's another one, isn't he? He's, he's mm. part of the legends. And everything mm. he said, you could, um, well, you just hang on every word. Yeah. And James, like, like, I think when you speak to these players who played in the 70s and 80s and they didn't earn the ridiculous money, but they always say, like, it was just a pleasure to play football. Yeah. It was just like, hey, it was the best job in the world. And It is, isn't it? It's what, it's as fans. You want to hear. That's what, and also that's what you, to play football for me would have been a dream for everyone. Can you imagine playing for West Ham? And, yeah. And, and, and now you just think a lot of the time they go on as if it's a real chore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm sure it, there's yeah. loads of pressure now, and I'm sure mm. it's a different game, but it is still playing football. Yeah. And for ninety percent of those people, yeah. it's brilliant to be skilled at something yeah. where you're getting cheered on by so many people, mm. and you're playing something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, should we do some predictions? Yes. So. Norwich next away. <laughs> uh, Chilts, what, what's going to happen? Saying, Talk to we, me. Are we saying Norwich with Hewton or are we saying Norwich oh. without Hewton? Why? Is there some good. insider no, news? He's, he's surely he's not going to last much longer, is he? I think mm. he'll definitely last this week. Yeah. He, I hope he does because if he does I can yeah. see a resounding 4-0. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think we will smash him. Really? Yeah, because I think that he will have to get them to come at us in the first 10 minutes to yeah. try to get the crowd going and if we survive that 10 minutes all we will do is simply hit them on the break yeah it's and we shreds. are a counter-attacking team yeah I know we're not scoring a lot of goals yeah but away from home that's how we set up yeah yeah and we'll counter-attack and I think once we've got one they mm. will totally collapse mm. if they sack him ballsy we'll yeah. get fucking smashed <laughs> <laughs> someone is getting smashed yeah and it's yeah. all down to the girls in Norwich so they <laughs> no 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 uh, um, are you that Nolan's optimistic oh, I don't know because I I don't like predictions yeah I'm never I never get them right uh, I it's funny I actually thought after Villa oh we're away next that's good <laughs> <laughs> so I think our away forms uh, although we did play very on Saturday I still I, I stick to that um, I think we might pull off a win I mean 7-0 against Man City we're playing a that's team that are really 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 struggling yeah 
and the pressure's going to be on them at home. Yeah. And they're going to need to turn that around, and they have to. I mean, yeah. you know, they could come out, and we could slip up in the first few minutes, and they could score a goal. Yeah, and then we're in trouble. And then we're in trouble because yeah. we haven't watched this team without a striker have to score, you know, have score. to get a goal. Yeah, yeah, you know. But if they don't, then I think it's also up for us to smash them. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go two-one West Ham. Two-one West Ham. I'll go for a point. I think. Uh, probably nil-nil again. <laughs> I just can't see a score in that six, strike. Six, it's funny I was saying on Saturday, like, Carlton Cole is being kept out of the team by no one. We go like, there's not a striker in his place. There's just no one. He's out of the team and no that one is in his place. Though, <laughs> so, we like Carlton, it kind of works away from home no on the break. But yeah, he um, did, in talking of my love of headers, he did one very bad <laughs> with his first touch <laughs> it's funny I love Cohen but it's funny his introduction was kind of like everyone's like yeah he's back and then you were like oh god oh, what's he doing now that's, that's why yeah. we call him can't control yeah. <laughs> uh, okay well we look forward to next week uh, this week with Norwich away Chalks thanks very much for making your day sorry it's taken so long <laughs> and James congratulations always a pleasure yeah. congratulations <laughs> cheers uh, <laughs> on what uh, just being here just being here uh, Chalks are you, are you on Twitter or Facebook um, no I don't want Facebook no just, I don't, no, Facebook. don't do Twitter I'm on, I don't, I'm on Twitter but I don't even know I think it's Chalks 777 okay well however that works let's do, roll the dice listener and yeah, see if he's on there but totally don't look who it. I follow <laughs> is it just loads of Paul oh my god what, am I going to have to edit all this out are we <laughs> So on chat roulette you can chat roulette yeah <laughs> get on snapchat you'll see his, you can uh, find him on grinder uh. yeah. he's wearing a mask but you'll see the uh, the weapon um, you the, could the weapon <laughs> it's off the back of Linford Christie it's, yeah. it's, it's blocked my mind god this is the most cock heavy episode we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying the something uh, you can follow James on Twitter on Long As One you can follow Graham Howlett on Twitter at K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M the evil lord you can follow myself Chris Skull on Twitter at C-J Skull that's Skull with a C you can also go on the Knees Up Mother Brown forums on KUMB.com and chat with people like Talk Chalks and you can also go join the Knees Up Mother Brown Facebook group which is growing by the day and by the minute by the minute now one extra just now uh, so thank you very much for listening let's hope for three points against Norwich come on your eyes come on your eyes up the